Welcome to Fika for Life. My name is Edward Thomas. My, my co-host is. My name is Ling Run. Really? Hey, Lin. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How do you like my new voice? It's a uh, Kermit. Oh no, Kermit is like. Oh, Miss Piggy. No wait. Hey. Oh. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. Oh, uh, Miss Piggy. I really like Miss Piggy. And she's like, but Kermit. <laughs> This <laughs> this episode is not so cheerful. I don't know why you started like I this. Know, I know. Because you said Kermit. And you made me think about the Muppets. I love Kermit and Miss Piggy. You started to be like, ah. And then I'm like, okay. I know. Because because I think that's how we deal with with grief sometimes. Yes. Sometimes when we're dealing with grief, we tend to joke and we say things. Because we think it helps us to deal with grief better. Because that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Grief. Grief. So, yeah. so yeah. recently you were at a funeral. Yes. Yeah. My first funeral ever. Really? From someone wow. who I actually knew. Okay. And it was your friend that you, you actually visited her. You had a chance to visit her in Germany. Yeah. So my friend Anna and my other friend Jule. So we three were quite close friends and we um, went to school together. Jule and Anna even longer way back. So I think from the age of nine maybe. They've been Ooh, to the wow. same school and friends. And I've met them when we were maybe 15 or 16. But that means that I have known them half there in our, our lives because wow. we are in our 30s now. Uh, you guys are old, man. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, so, uh, yeah, you talked about humor and we always, we will always be joking. We were always so cheerful and talking and laughing and just making stupid jokes. Mm. Mostly you and me. Like they they visited us just after I moved to Sweden. Okay, wow. And you and me, we we were pretty dumb. Yeah. So and, <laughs> I, and Anna and her now husband, they uh, were always like our parents because okay. they were always really like ser- more serious and more like calm. Yeah. And we were like, hey, let's do the penis game. And like, so the game wow. was about like. Uh, this you, was before Lynn became a Christian, just you, to let you know. No, you you, you start saying penis, and then you and the other one has to say it a bit louder, and, and then the end of the game, it's like two people just screaming penis on the street. <laughs> so and they and they would be like just look away, and they would be wow. just so Anna would be just like the person she would not join in that game, but <laughs> you let me, we Germany. would. No, That's we did that in Uppsala fun. outside of police suicide. No, really? Yes, yes. yes. That's whatever so um okay. so we've been really good friends uh the past two three years in high school and then we graduated and they helped me actually move so pack my stuff so my husband's parents came and picked me up and they told me because i wasn't there i was going yeah. with my parents in law so they were saying how they sat in the car and were just crying their balls oh, out wow. because i was leaving and they were still there wow that's so sweet and they were so so sad and yeah they they talked about that and then we actually saw each other every year except for covid but we saw each other every year so i've lived in sweden for over wow. 12 years and i uh, every time i went back we made sure we would see each other and yeah. catch up and things like that um mm. and uh, i think the last big thing we did was her wedding and it fell on my birthday wow in 2017 Okay. So they got married. So Anna and her husband Daniel, they got married in mm. 2017. And that was the last big thing. And then it was COVID, obviously. And yes. we always talked about how they would come and visit me again, but mm. it never happened. Yeah. Um, but then uh, last summer in 2022, 
um, we we contact her like, hey, catch, let's catch up, blah blah, mm. and she would always like avoid. We would right. always say, hey, how are you? And she would like just asking us how we were, like okay, wow. not really saying much, but. We didn't think about it. No. We were like, oh, why is she never saying yeah. things? I mean, you guys are quite young too, so you wouldn't expect so. No, but the thing, the so the, the thing was like, I think the last thing in spring was that she was like, oh, she's going to get checked out because she felt mm. like she had long COVID because she, okay. she got COVID and then right. she just felt sick all the time or like ill or, or tired. And we we're like, yeah, you should get checked that out because you're young, you know. And then uh, they found a tumor in her stomach wow. there was five kg wow that's not a tumor that's a baby watermelon <coughs> so it was five kg that's a lot and they operated it out mm. and she still didn't tell us about this oh really no she didn't oh. um and then at some point she i talked with her like august september something like that or october was her birthday october 5th and then she said that like i said hey should should i ask Eula to join and she's like no she didn't want Eula to join and I okay. thought to have a fight or what's yeah. going on like blah right. but it turned out that well Eula, Eula was expecting a child and okay. my friend Anna she is very she was very compassionate all the time and always mm. considerate and so altruistic so she didn't want to worry Eula she didn't right. want to put this on her you know because both my mom and her mom have cancer right so she was like okay um she talked to me and i saw her and then she told me that she got sick and she's not doing too well and i saw her on video and she was she she lost by then she lost like 10 kg and right. the skin was hanging from her body and her hair was yeah fell off but it yeah. started to regrow and and I talked to her and, and I think I like we both cried, you know, because wow. it was so shocking from right. to someone. Hey, let's see each other on Christmas to right. someone being really, really sick. Mm. Um, and then I checked with her again a bit later in autumn. And I and she's like, oh, I haven't told you. I don't know how I should do this. Oh, wow. And then I told her, yeah, you should tell her. And yeah. I like, oh, I don't know if there's ever a good time. And I'm like, there is not. Just tell her. Like just tell her, and she didn't. She didn't, and never. She didn't tell her. So her husband eventually during Christmas because right. the plan was to meet her on one of the Christmas days. Okay. And then I I checked up. Hey, are we still meeting? What's up? Wow. And she got admitted to the hospital on December twenty third because of too much pain. Oh wow! But she planned to be at home. She planned to right. go with your family and celebrate yeah. Christmas the last time, because apparently she got to know in November that wow. this is not going anywhere. Wow! In a good direction. Mm. But I mean, I I already I already lost hope when she told me that there are metastases. Yeah, metastasize. It ha it had metastasized, mm. but she didn't know that, and she yeah. didn't think so much about that. But I felt like. I think it's pretty bad. Mm. Um, so her husband called mm. and said, well, we're at the palliative st uh, unit and I don't think it's, it, it won't take long anymore. And I was so shocked. Like I was mm. so sh <coughs> shocked. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. And he asked me to tell Yule. <gasps> no. 
because obviously mm. I can't put it on Anna anymore because no. it's like not okay to tell yeah. her no you gotta do it yeah, and Daniel totally he was like and I totally understand I mean he probably called dozens of people yeah and if I could just make it easier for him with one person I would did you tell her I tried to call her and she didn't pick up and I was really desperate so mm. I called her mom but I also have a contact with her mom it's fine <laughs> and I was really like it was crying and like she was just mm. so oh my gosh and i don't know what to say what to do and, and i called her mom and her mom i think was also like really shocked really? because her mom didn't know either that she was sick wow and now i'm saying like hey we need to go to anna she's mm. in the hospital this is the last time we'll meet her wow and yeah and i mean yeah and then after all i got a hold of yule and yeah, we both had cried and we talked right. about it. And we uh, and there was this whole drama around COVID because mm. you have to get a negative COVID test in order right. to get in. So I tested myself with a home test and it was positive. So, mm. so it was positive COVID right. test. And I'm like, I'm screwed. Wow. There's no way I can't come in. And then I just, uh, my brother actually says, Jessica, why don't you take another one? Mm. But the chances of it of a of a COVID test to be wrong when it's positive is really really low, yeah. so it's like a pregnancy test. If it's positive, you're probably pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, wow! And I'm like, okay, let's That's test why I don't another take one. Test either because <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm afraid of finding out the truth. <laughs> that you're pregnant. Yeah. Um, so I tested again. It was negative. I'm like, dude, now it's one fifty fifty. Yeah. And then I took another one. It was negative again. And then I went to get a more official one for the hospital. And then I went. I took the test and then I went and you and me were really anxious because we didn't know. Like, who? there's no one who prepares you. What do you say? What do you do if you when you meet your friend who's dying and this is the last time you're meeting them? Hey, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that you can prepare for that. No, but yeah, I felt like, well, and I felt like I'm t we're too young to this. Like, we felt like mm. we're too young for this. Right. We're not supposed to have to do this. But like, you guys what's are going on? quite old. We're 31. <laughs> At that point, we were all 31. Wow. Old. Old. Uh, <laughs> I was say, old old hags. <laughs> <laughs> no. But, okay, so you go to the hospital. Uh, you and Eula. Yeah. You guys went together to yeah. see Anna. So we met there. Uh, we met up with Daniel, her husband. Mm. He came down for a bit. Um, so okay. we took a walk and he filled us in with some of the medical stuff and like the pre-story, like what happened okay. and how wow. how did they decide they should stay in the hospital because there was also an option to stay at home right. and get care there, blah, blah, stuff like that. And it was really interesting. And Daniel and me, we always had this kind of teasing relationship. We would always joke with each other and just like push it out or down. Mm. <laughs> But that that's our way. Wow. But that's our way how we communicate wow. and bond. You know, okay. uh, I even joked with him at the funeral. I'll tell you later. <laughs> um, but that's how we are. Okay. That's how we are. Um, and uh, yeah. And the thing is, when we went to the hospital, she had a single room. Um, her husband had a bed next to her. Right. It was really roomy. A lot of windows. And she was so tiny in that bed because she had lost so much weight already. Uh, she had a port for her, yeah. For the, her medication. Yeah, medication and all that. And also for food, she also had a food port because she couldn't eat because her stomach okay. was removed. Wow. Um, yeah. And I think the first, we, we, we said like, 
it was maybe 90% laughing. Mm. So we would just sit down as if we would in a cafe and right. just catch up. What happened wow. to you? What did you do? What mm. did we do like last time? Like we met and stuff like that. Um. And <coughs> then when we said, so Daniel left us for that. He went and went out and e ate. Right. And I think that was his his routine. Like when people came and visited, he would just leave. So he, he had a chance some, to go take care of himself. Yeah, and exactly. Breathe. Just... And just leave the situation for a bit um and then when 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 he came back i mean i saw he was restless you know at some point he wants to go to bed right. too and stuff um Eula, she <laughs> had really difficulties leaving that room hmm. uh, i was more like but go. you knew but you knew already that she was sick and Eula didn't have as much time to yeah yeah Eula just like from you know. okay she got to know today and we're going tomorrow you know so she she didn't have a chance well, to process. And if um, you know that's going to be your last time seeing someone, you may want to drag it out as much yeah, as possible. So. Yeah, yeah. There was definitely her mm. her thing, and I don't blame her at all and stuff. But, I mean, it was like when it was time, okay, let's go. It was like mm. a switch. And we all Ooh. started just bawling our eyes out and just wow. crying and just... Wow. Uh, proclaiming how good a friend she was and yeah mm. you're gonna cry you're gonna cry <laughs> it's okay it's okay you really cared about her and she was a good friend yeah and it's okay and I told we, her when we think about our our friends who have passed away um, the crying is part of the way that God helps us also to deal with that and it's still not pretty new I mean it was just last weekend so yeah. you're still in the grieving process too so it's okay and I think it was still really surreal because yeah. we still had contact with her after we left. Right. Um, and we were joking. We were joking. Yeah, you let us know when mm. it's going downhill. Mm. Like, and, and 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 we. I talked with her about like, what do you think? Are you going to heaven? Like, yeah. what's your relationship with God and Jesus mm. and things like that? We talked about that, and because I know you guys in the church, there's that it's really important. I'm like, yeah, it's really important. <laughs> and I told her, you know, my church wants me to say this, so I think it's really important. <laughs> I'm gonna so, say it not because I really <laughs> care about you, but because my church is making no, you say it. It's like an point. But no, I I, yeah. I did tell her. I hugged her. I told her like I really believe that if you turn to Christ, we're going to meet again. It's really important. And I, I told her, like, mm. and I felt like I did my bit. And the yeah. funeral really reflected that, though, which was, on one hand, a bit surprising, but also really mm. comforting that they talked about, I think, three things that were so big in her life. Right. And they said it was faith, music, because she loved music and mm. she played the piano, uh, and compassion, like wow. she was she was such a fighter for all the disadvantaged and she really cared and she cared so much about people mm. and overthought things so much good wow. and bad um <clears throat> so yeah so so we left and then i don't know i came up with this idea that i asked her could you record a reading of yours like could you read something for our kids so wow. we can preserve that wow. And she's like, yeah, I could do that. Let me think about it. And then she didn't really know what, what to read. Right. And then I gave her a suggestion, the never, the ever hungry caterpillar. Oh, I think I it's called in English. Um, and she read it. And yeah. we have the recordings. And at the, wow. at the funeral, so many people, her relatives like ask, oh, I really want 
would like that recording if we oh, could wow. have that too because it's a memory of her voice right she worked as a kindergarten teacher Aha, she was like okay, a specialist so really special yeah she like was that. like a specialist <coughs> in early childhood development and she okay. was studying to become a social worker wow. so she she had like so much going on mm. still in her life um that's interesting because i, I someone asked me at church today and they're like oh what are these candles for I said, well, we normally used to, we light them when we remember someone who's passed away. Mm-hmm. And we pray to ask God to to bring comfort to the people who are grieving that particular loss of life. Mm. I said, but in our in our community, we never use them because no one's died yet. No. <laughs> but that would be, I mean, like say, like say if it turned out that next year you had cancer. Please don't say that. Can you, you see someone else? You can't get cancer <laughs> if I just say it. I can't create anything. I can't create bad luck for you or good luck. Otherwise, you're I would not really Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> no, today is not the right day. If you mention on this day, I, oh my gosh, those calendars. They okay, should, yeah. Okay, if anyway. someone dies, okay. yeah. Um, I think that first grieving process for mm-hmm. our community is going to be really tough. Mm. Um, I was thinking about it. So when I worked here in the church before, there were a group of old people, old people. They were old. I mean, they were old back then. Yeah. But they used to pray for the youth and used to pray for me. Yeah. And I always thought that was really special, even though many people were critical about us wanting to have a church that was open. Yeah. Uh, they still not, pray not for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, recently, a lot of them have died, passed away. Mm. Uh, because now they're all in like their late 80s, 90s. Mm. Yeah. Um, and a person just passed away and she was 92 years old. Mm. 92 years old. I was just thinking to myself, and it was so sudden. I just remember being really sad and mm. because not only, I mean, not only because she's passing away. And it, I can't say I was sad, like, oh, but there was a sadness. Oh, wow. A sorrow, maybe. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm not going to, she's not going to be praying for me now or something. Mm. Um, at the same time, there's that hope mm. because she was a believer mm. and God was really important in her life. And it was so, that that part of it, that comfort when we know that we believe that people were genuine in their faith and really saved and, and we know that we can see them again. Mm. And it's a hope that unsaved people don't have. No. Um, but I think it's very... Yeah, I was just thinking that if you passed away, how sad I would be. <laughs> Okay, you don't. I hope you don't have to contemplate that <laughs> kind of. Well, and I was wondering, like, if I passed away, would you be? Sad? <laughs> of course, I would be, but I'd be like, finally, he's at home. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> you better be crying in my own life. But if you don't run up to the casket and embrace it, <laughs> I'm gonna come back and haunt you. Well, I we talked with Anand. We we thought that she wanted to have an open casket, but okay. at the end it was closed. Okay, is it so, normal in Germany? Because it's normal here. It's in normal Sweden, to be closed. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think yeah. the uh, states. It's all open. You yeah, see, touch, kiss. <laughs> Ew. Oh, people oh. do do all kinds of things. <laughs> see, I see people try to climb into the casket. Okay. <laughs> oh, don't leave me! Oh, I can't live without you. Oh, I'm gonna God. follow you. I'm like, Whoa! You don't know where that person's going. You don't want to <laughs> um, so, but yeah. I think, but I think that it's really good for you to share this because I, I think that it's easy when the person's ninety-two. 
it's easy to sort of okay, well, they lived a long life, ninety two. Yeah. They did what I wanted to do, right? Probably. Exactly, exactly. And I and I think um, I I shared about how the person would always was really nice to me, but also willing to correct me sometimes when they thought I did something wrong, mm -hmm. but always with love. Um, and and so I'm <laughs> so I'm thinking that you know. Uh, when you share this about your experience and stuff like that, mm. um, and, and being young, yeah, because I think when a young a younger person uh, passes away, we think of it differently. Yeah, we think of it more as it's a waste. It's mm. like it's a tragedy. Right. It's something that's not supposed to happen, or it's not normal in a sense. Like everyone will die, but it's not. You're not supposed to die. <clears throat> in the middle of life and what really reflected that was how many people showed up at the mm -hmm. funeral and the span from a newborn to really old oh. ladies in some wheelchairs mm. like the whole spectrum was there mm. and it was not only relatives it was like because she was active like in kindergarten and she was studying right. and she was active in church and she um, wow. moved around and she lived somewhere else before and she also lived in Hungary for a student exchange like wow. there were like a lot of people there mm. like a lot a lot of people and yeah. <laughs> I think the thing is when I arrived at Euless place so I, I went there the day before the funeral because right. it was so early um so I was there and you and me we were like saying hi and we were joking laughing because it felt like I was there for us to meet and just hang out right it didn't feel yeah. like oh we're going to do something really really mm. hard um so we were joking we were joking with her boyfriend and she just had a baby and we were just right. having a good time and then in the morning we were like because we thought it would be an open casket right. but it was not and we we first we were like oh we were not sure if we want to see that you know mm. stuff but said okay let's do it and then as soon as we were approaching the church like walking i started crying wow. just approaching the mm. church already because it just came over you like yeah, this is yeah. this is for real this is yeah. like and then i saw people outside and it was really strange because you don't know them and you're going to church and when i usually go to church i'm not in a sorrow no it's not like mood. Oh, gonna go to church. Yeah. yeah but this one was like it was really yeah. harsh and then we went there and it wasn't <laughs> i don't know i went to one one um, funeral before from a Vietnamese person, and we they are like, you gotta be screaming like, ah! like oh, it's it's all yeah. like, I my it's mom told show. me in Vietnam, you even have people, you even hire people to come cry on someone else's grave if you are not there. But that's just like um, <laughs> in, in the time of Jesus, they would hire, hire professional mourners, yeah, yeah, to wail and cry yeah. and on a big display. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, and I was and wow. I was like, so that was what. I experienced once yeah wow. and then I went to this one it was so subtle and people would not make a sound or peep it was so quiet wow. um, so and and the whole f uh, church funeral mm. service was so moving because it was so full of her yeah. like I could really see how she chose all the songs she right. chose everything mm. and it was really amazing to see and yeah, you basically were sobbing anyway. <laughs> but I was also happy because it was like kind of a Catholic one. Yeah. So I, I, was, I was happy there were a lot of Catholics who were like, who, they knew when to stand, when to sit, when right. to do the cross uh, and stuff. I'm like, okay, okay, that, that's okay. good that they are doing that. Um, 
And then the thing was, I she was teach you guys. So you guys know. <laughs> and the thing was, she was not buried next to that church, but okay. to a, uh, another graveyard. Okay. So we had a chance. I had a chance to meet up with some old classmates, and we reconnected because of this. Um, it was amazing. So we went to this wow. other graveyard, and it was because there were so many people. It took so long. Really? Like there were over a hundred people. Oh wow, that's a really large funeral. It was. You yeah. you cannot imagine. The church was so full. Wow. The whole graveyard was so full with people. And the thing is, I was thinking, because I was on a schedule. Right. My flight would be going. Right. Either if I'm finished or not. And I was like, yeah, what can it take? I mean, so the the service started at 10. Yeah. So, and the putting her into the grave was at 12. Okay. And I was thinking, okay, an hour. Mm. Yeah. Should not be that far. Not long. But the thing is, even if you're like, if you even if you only take one minute for hundred people, that's hundred minutes. A lot of time. And it was freezing cold. It was so yeah. cold. Um, and obviously you were standing. You were not walking because you're yeah. standing and waiting for everyone to go. <coughs> and I think the most tragic moment, if no, if you haven't cried before, that mm. was the moment that everyone cried. Oh, I bet. And that was when her mom and her dad were at her casket by the grave mm-hmm. and it was so quiet there wasn't even you couldn't hear the cars no birds no nothing wow. and you could hear the mom cry i hate moms cry <laughs> yeah you tell them stop uh. crying it makes no <laughs> no but it's, it's a special cry yeah when yeah a mother loses their child uh, when <sighs> i know all the funerals i've had that's the one that's hard to that's the one i can't professionally block it out I can't put distance to it. Block that it one out. Just goes just right in. Yeah. I didn't get really touched by that. I'll start crying sometimes mm. just because a mom's tears, a mom's wailing. I uh, did a, f- last yeah. summer I did a, f- a funeral. For a child. Was, no, yeah. I guess it was two years, summers ago, maybe. Yeah, it must have been two summers. I can't remember. No, it was two summers ago. Mm. And, um, and I think the hardest thing was that coming to the grave and her mom just went to the grave and just collapsed. Incredible. And they actually had to pull her away. Like she kept hugging the dirt and everything. Yeah. Like, but we have to continue on. We can't do anything if you're in the way. She's like, I can't leave. Oh. Yeah. And, and this was like, a, this was a large one also. This yeah. was like a couple of hundred people. It's like 350 people. Oh my gosh. So huge. And so just everyone's getting ready to say their goodbyes and everything. That took a long time. Mm. My voice was hoarse after seeing Amazing Grace so many times. And then, uh, um, yeah, um, and I think that when young people, like you said, when young people die, there's a lot of people that show up, more people than when maybe an older person Yeah, because I I also said it's because they are still in the middle of life. It's not because when you're old, usually when you're older, you don't usually make so many young friends who would come. No, and most of your friends die. I mean, if you live to be 80 or 90, most of your friends are probably passed on. So, and, and. And then you have your family, and usually people don't have that large family anymore. No. Um, but but she was in the middle of life, yeah. so and yeah. and yeah, I, mean, I think that was the that was mm. the hardest moment, I would say. And then I, I joked with Daniel, her her husband, yeah. that like because <laughs> you and me, we actually had to look up on the internet like how to behave at the funeral. Wow, what like should we bring flowers? Oh, should yeah. we not like? If you've never been to her, how are you supposed yeah. to know? We are also protected from death. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I've been to funerals since I'm kids. I'm going to start taking when I have funerals. I'm going to say, Lynn? Sure. <laughs> but I mean, we didn't know anything. Right. So. Yeah, you have, um, to, you have to. 
And I think most funeral homes are really good about putting the information on their home pages about. But that's a funeral yes. home. We just got an invitation. Yeah, but the funeral home. I mean, so I don't know how it is in Germany, but uh-huh, the, uh, you mean. so the mortician, the funeral company that actually is going to take care of the body, transport, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go to the, in Sweden, you go to the homepage, and most just about all of them mm-hmm. will say, you know, so this is proper attire. This is what you can do. This is what you can expect. Da 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 da. No, it's so just Google it. Okay, so they really have really good information here, which is really helpful for people. Because if, if that's your first time, you don't know. Yeah, how are you supposed to know? Yeah, so I mean, we know you're not supposed to laugh and make jokes and stuff like that. Unless. <laughs> they wanted to. Right. <laughs> they so wanted I mean, you to. <laughs> I mean, sometimes people said, oh, man, can't you, can't you lighten up? I say, you have to tell me something about the person. Yeah. So sometimes as you're talking about people and people remembering, mm. sometimes they'll start laughing. Yeah, that's supposed like, to be like that. You know, or once, uh, uh, and I always tell people that, you know, you should expect in a funeral, you might laugh, cry, and mm-hmm. you might do none of the things. Mm-hmm. And, that, and all those three things are totally okay. Mm-hmm. And then I think the other thing is that um, it's hard to say ahead of time how you're going to, going to grieve that day. Yeah, no. You might, you might just, you don't even know when you're going to cry. It'll just happen. Yeah. You know, you might cry a lot. You might cry a little. You might not cry uh, at all. No. Um, Had a young girl that, a young leader that died when I was, uh, it, it was someone, it was someone who I really, really, really liked a lot. She mm-hmm. was just funny. She's one of those people like, you're like, oh, it's gonna be so fun watching her grow up and become an adult. Mm-hmm. And she went on a, on a trip with her mom, came back, got sick, died two days later. What? That was some kind of crazy disease they picked up there. overseas. Yeah. And, uh, oh my gosh. That bothered us for such a long time that for probably 10 years, mm-hmm. every time it came time before her death, uh, we would just look at each other. And you we, and who? Uh, so me and, and my leader? friend Camilla. Yeah. Say, sorry, Camilla, I'm naming you in this thing. <laughs> so we were thinking about Emma. Her yeah. name was Emma. Um, and for 10 years. Wow. We just, all of us who knew her, yeah. we just looked at each other. And we're like, today is that day. Yeah. And we just, we would get quiet. We would start crying. Like, it took me a long time to get past mm. that death. And and then I've had several young people. A friend of mine, her name was Marie when I lived in Schleftio. And these are not people I've known, like, as long as you knew Anna. Mm. Uh, but these are just people I knew for several years. But I felt like we were really good, good friends. Marie and I were really, really good friends. Mm. And when I moved down here, I was first studying to be a priest. I almost quit because of that. Because been she for, passed? Yeah, she was hit by a truck <gasps> up in, in the in the north of Sweden. And it just died instantly and stuff like yeah. that. And I was just so... Devastated. Yeah, I was like really upset. I'm like, she just became a Christian. Yeah. She had just become a believer right before I moved from, from Schlefter. We prayed together. Uh, she used to help me with stuff. And, and she's one of those people that still spoke English to me because mm-hmm. she had studied in the States. And, it, and, the, and the the sad part was like like so I knew her mom and stuff and this was her second kid that died. Oh so my The mom gosh. has lost all of her kids. Oh my! It just, gosh. That, it just was just just tore me up, you know. And I just I'm like I don't know if I really want to be a priest or not, you know. Uh, but you know I had counseling and talked to one of the teachers and and I stayed. Um, and I, and I think that some deaths affect us more than others. Definitely. Oh, and and I think in these cases we're talking about young people who have died. And I think that maybe that just gets in under the skin more. Maybe it's just harder to keep it at a distance. Maybe it's just because none of us really are thinking that a young person is going could to die, die at any time, mm. even though this is reality for each and every one of us. 
Yes, definitely. I mean, yeah, I think after it, yeah, Anna and she had a really emotional connection to the sea, the Baltic mm. Sea. Um, so Germany has a coast in the Baltic Sea as well, yeah. and they used to go there for vacation stuff. And someone, I don't know who, uh, brought a big hink, uh, what you say it in? <laughs> a it, bucket? It, huh? A bucket yeah. of sand from a beach on the Baltic Sea. No. Yes. So when we went to a grave, wow. there was a big bowl of rose petals yeah. and that sand. So wow. I ask you, which one do you want to take? Mm. She's like, I don't care. I'm like, okay, I take the sand. You take the the pebble petals. Wow. So we did that, and wow. um, her brother, who mm. was a carpenter, uh, crafted yeah. the cross for her grave. Wow. Dude, her father is a cantor. Wow. So he was involved in the music yeah. and things like that. Her friends were playing at the wow. funeral and also yeah. at the grave friends and family prepared the food mm -hmm. after um yeah and then when we walked back from the grave we met her parents and we hugged them and mm -hmm. and they had they was they appreciated so much that i made such a long way yeah. for this oh yeah uh yeah so that was mm -hmm. and I, i told her because the crazy thing is her parents just lived a street away from where my parents live now Really? Yeah, wow, because really my, my parents moved closer to my old school. Yeah. So I told, I asked her mom if I could come by next time mm. I'm visiting my parents. She said, yes, please mm. do. And yeah. Mm. And I, I, I was also a bit close with her sister because he had the same music teacher. Yeah. Um, so we know each other from there. And her sister, it's crazy. Her sister so much, looks so much alike, <laughs> Anna. And I wow. somehow I felt like, on one hand, I felt like, Maybe it was good that Anna didn't have any kids yet. Right. But on the other hand, like, but then I felt like, but we have nothing left of her somehow. Wow. But then I looked at her sister, Felicitas, yeah. and then I felt like, no, no, we do. Yeah. <laughs> we do. Uh, they look very similar, even though they're not, they're not the same person at all. But they look very yeah. similar. It was almost like still having like a part of her yeah. still there. To, so, to yeah. remind us. And, um, so what I was joking with Daniel, her husband, I, like, I, and I think it's it's overhuman what he was carrying at such a young mm -hmm. age, yeah. because he was only one year older than we were. He was right. 32. Wow. He was going with her through all of this the diagnosis and everything, mm. and he was caring for her at home, administrating all the medication, putting a port in, like being wow. awake at night to put her son to, for the yeah. food, and go, staying at a hospital wow. and. Being there when she died, being there when she had like the worst, wow. being there when she died. True love. I I hope so because I don't know who else would stick this out. I don't know people. I don't think you could fake fake it that long that much. Yeah, because I think it's it pretty be, intense. I think it has to be true true love. Um, um, and I know their marriage was when well, relationship was was rough, like mm. up and down a lot. Um, but I think this was just. I just felt like how what a human can mm. do and and yeah accomplish and uh, i told him that i was really sorry for was lost and i said mm. that they did really well I, i told the whole family that they did really well and 
I'm really glad they made yeah. it through and they they did so well. Yeah. And I had joked with Daniel because he disappeared for a while to eat something because he didn't eat anything in the morning. Oh wow, that's so. Like but then I had a chance to talk with his his parents because right. why would I go talk with his parents otherwise? Right. And it was really amazing. And then <laughs> I joked with Daniel, you know, Daniel, you should have worn like a red or or like a neon colored. Uh, hat so mm. we easily easily identified mm -hmm. because what stroked <laughs> me I told you it was so funny mm. like why did everyone just look the same why are Germans always dressing the same because mm. I felt like everyone looked the same like I don't know who is who anymore <laughs> um, yeah mm. and he's like definitely not and I'm like it would have been helpful <laughs> wow. so you know we are on that basis that yeah. even on it felt like the worst day of your life you guys are still we joking. We can still joke. Yeah. We can still be laughing, still joking. Wow. Yeah. What do you think you've learned in this process? <sighs> that being an adult is hard. <laughs> um, mm. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I would be just so concerned about my kids if I were to die now. Like, yeah. Which is, that's what I pray for. That my kids don't have to grow up motherless. I hope not either. Yeah. I think that a lot of people get really, um, it, sometimes it, it, leaves a, it leaves a sore that can't be mended. Mm. You know? And I felt like, so in the past, maybe, was it maybe six months, mm. um, three people I knew died. Wow. And before that, no one I knew died. Yeah. I, think I had two grandparents who died, but I didn't have a relationship to them. No. I didn't know. But me and my cousin died in an accident. My colleague died in suicide, and now my friend died of disease. So I think that's pretty. Yeah, I, I just hope it's not a streak of death. No, but we can't really control it or anything like no, that. And no, 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 no. And the older we get, I mean, and, and I used to always think like, what? Oh, that's not true. But it is true. The older you get, <laughs> the more people around you have died. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, and it's it's scary, you know. And I felt like through this trip, I feel I feel older. Like mm. somehow, somehow, like okay, I was still living in my childhood, but now I feel like yeah. my childhood is gone, mm. or there there's a part of me that is gone. Yeah, because I have been so protected from exactly this, and now I had to face it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for all of our listeners out there, um, if you're going through a grieving process. Mm. Um, and you find that it's weighing you down. You mm. can't deal with it. You can't sleep at night. You feel restless, anxiety, and things like that. Go get help. Yeah, don't um, don't don't wait it out because it might not go away. Yeah, and if it's like here in Sweden, most churches have a sorrow group mm. so that people can share their sorrow and grief together. Mm -hmm. And in the group process, also have a chance to process their own sorrow. Mm. Um, and then I, I think that... Um, we almost we have to take back the discussion and and let people know we all die. Yeah, it's a normal part normal part of, part of life. Mm. And before in the industrial area era, people didn't live that long. People had large families. People yeah. were, were children died. Yeah, people would have the bodies in the house, and the other would other people would come by yeah. and visit to look at the body. Yeah. Um, so I mean, there's all kinds of things from a, a earlier time when people were more prepared for death mm -hmm. and more prepared for even for death of young people. Mm -hmm. And I think we've lived with such soft, privileged lives. Luxury. Well, okay, I was going <laughs> to try to find a better word. 
Protect uh, it. Yeah, in but the they would protect yeah. it. And, yeah. and so what happens is that it's still the old world stuff is still there, but in a totally new package. Yeah, and we are not prepared to cope. No, as well. No, and, and most of us don't. We're just, we're too far removed from death. Mm. All right. Well, keep writing, everyone. Uh, Lynn, thank you very much for sharing this. Mm. Um, I think it's really for our listeners to hear, you know, how we process some, some things like that. Mm. And maybe that can be of use to them. Uh, don't forget, if you need help, seek help. Um, if it's of a spiritual nature, contact your priest or pastor. Mm. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. And thank for, you. And uh, have a, uh, wherever you're at, if you're asleep or awake, <laughs> we hope that you have a pleasant day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again.